Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 7, Episode 18, Chapter 135, For a Better Tomorrow. As the gang gets swept up in paranoia, a new mystery in Riverdale leads Jughead to suspect it may have ties to a string of suspicious murders in town. Archie reconsiders his future after Uncle Frank gives him a hard time about his poetry. Oh look, answers that could have come nine episodes earlier in the season. I just, I was not even remotely surprised that this is how they tied it up. And like, I'm fine with most of these conclusions. Cool, whatever. But it's just so stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's not clever. It's not even interesting. And I mean, this whole season, it's been, I mean, this whole season has been this. And it's just like, y'all wasted so much of what this could have been. Riverdale finally broke you, didn't it? <laughs> no, because I'm, no? sh- I'm not shocked or surprised. Well, that's fair. Mm, not even a little bit. Just uh, sad. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. Cool. They, the, sure. We're going to wrap up the entire mystery in one episode with two episodes left to go in the series. Mm-hmm. So while not touching on the framework that you established all last season. So pointless, all of it. No point for any of it. <clears throat> Which... If they go with the conclusion of that, you're just going to keep cycling and cycling because that's what happens in this world because you're basically a comic book and that's how comics work. Then, okay, you've figured out a thesis to match your bad storytelling, but whatever. That's pretty common for Riverdale. Yeah, well, this is what we've been doing for a while. So we start with Jughead. He is at the movies um he's super enjoying himself uh the great thing about dating someone who owns a movie theater is that he gets to go see them for free um he's there with his friends he's got dilton ethel and ben and as they walk outside everything changes to black and white and they run into a melting man and so we see a title card of sorts um jughead jones and the mysterious melting man and this melting man is, you know, basically it looks like a lot of radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. He's been shot from behind by Tom Keller. Uh, Tom Keller, you know, would just come up with a story about what's happening and that he's, you know, a drifter. And then Jughead goes to talk to Dr. Curdle. Dr. Curdle's like, yo, this is radiation poisoning. Which Jughead goes nuclear or atomic. And he doesn't really get to answer. He's like, well, Mayor Blossom took the body before I could really look at it anymore nuclear or atomic yeah i mean it's the same thing you dolts well you know i like that dr curdle is a pep comics fan though yes um he he gets paid off when comic books so that's fun (laughs) we go over the cooper house it's all in color and hal is offering a ride to ethel and betty and they're like nope and alice is like yeah see one day it'll rain and then she'll want a ride and Betty's like nope we signed up for driver's ed so pretty soon I can drive myself around and that kind of surprises Alice and Hal and so Betty walks out of the house everything turns to black and white and it's Betty Cooper in driver's education (laughs) all right I love that it's a horror movie yeah it's great uh we go to the Andrews house it's all in color uh Reggie got into a basketball camp Super cool. Frank gives Archie shit for writing poetry. 
you know, he asks him, what is he going to do all summer? And, you know, Mary kind of comes to his defense. Like, you know, he could get his job at Pops back or he could help me out at the dress shop. Frank gives him a hard time about this. And so it's Archie Andrews and shipping out as it, as it turns to black and white. They pushed Frank so far over the edge. It's just... For no reason. Well, and the thing is, they were hinting at this, but it's like, why did it take this long for Mary to stick up for her kid? Now, in part, Frank was not giving Archie a super hard time in front of Mary, but this episode, he stopped. He 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 stopped doing it in private and started doing it in front of Mary. Which, again, is just like, who cares? You want to make Frank an asshole, make him an asshole. That's fine. He thinks he's being a tough, you know, father figure on him. But, I mean, I do like when, how Mary gets angry later, but it's like, this is, took too long. It took too long. Well, it took too long, and it also... It revved up to 60 in one episode. It was all just like, eh, Frank's a 50s dude. And this was just like, this is just cruel. Yeah. Now, let me go over to Thornhill, the Blossom House. Julian and Cheryl are getting ready, and they're all in color. And they see Clifford talking to some military officer. They salute, and he leaves. And the kids are like, what are you doing? Are you enlisting? And he's like, come in here. And it's this <laughs> statue, apparently it's Moloch, an ancient pagan deity that can only be appeased through child sacrifice. So then it cuts to Cheryl Blossom in Project Moloch. What? <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. So beyond dumb. The actual twist mm-hmm. for them was very funny. Yes. This is what? Yeah. It, it's just so dumb. Uh, we go over to school. We're in class. Jughead is asking Ethel about her dad. Um, you know, he's like, hey, you know, you told Ben that the melting man was wearing the same uniform your father did. And what did your dad do? Oh, he was a janitor. And so we find out that he started drinking because he had chronic pain. And he's also losing his hair. And Jughead, you know, is like, hey, you know, I think there's something connected between the Maple Factory, your dad, Mr. Rayberry, and now the melting man, blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, maybe we can get us some closure. And Ethel's like, I want to move on. I'm getting my driver's license. I got the car from Miss Riverdale Teen Queen. I'm going steady with Ben. And she, you know, waves at Ben. Jack is like, what? You're, you're with Ben? Our Ben? And she's like, yeah. And he's a little, like, it's almost like he's, there's almost a part of him that's a little bit sad. Because yeah. he knew she liked him. But it's also like a, oh, I'm, I'm happy for my friends who like each other. And it's a very knowing smile. It's cute. And then the teacher comes in. Who we find out later is Dilton's dad. <laughs> I feel like I knew this, though. I feel like they they drop it so casually in the beginning that I just really didn't. It just didn't keep up in my brain. So it's like, all right, cool. And he's going to show a video about what to do in the event of an atomic bomb detonating in Riverdale. And they're terrified, as you would be. Yeah, um, it's a scary animated type film. There's a narrator telling you all sorts of things that are basically like, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked then you're all gonna die so then we go to the dog house hey and they're all freaked out and they're all talking about what their plans would be if an atomic bomb would come uh oh i'm gonna go into this well back home oh i'm gonna get inside a refrigerator oh i'm gonna grab my mom we're gonna drive out west and jughead's the only one who gets very serious about the fact that we wouldn't survive and they all kind of keep going back and forth and betty's like so Okay, if they wanted to bomb us, wouldn't they go for like LA or New York? Like an atomic bomb, like it wouldn't be here, right? 
To which they reply, an atomic bomb could drop anywhere, even here. Riverdale. What? (laughs) Okay, like, again, you want to have an atomic bomb storyline? Fine. Makes sense. Knew what coming up later. I called it on this. It's like, when are we going to see the fucking bunker? (laughs) Which I'm fine. But again, we should have introduced this a while ago. It took 18 episodes to get there. (laughs) There were so many things that they could have had dropped better hints on throughout these 18 episodes. Like slowly peel an onion. Come on. Give me a little bit here. A little bit there. And we could have gotten this. But they are so bad at this. So bad. I do particularly appreciate Kevin being like, I hear if you're in a refrigerator, you'd be fine. What would you eat? I'd be in a refrigerator. Oh, Kevin. You are a dumb, dumb, dumb person. <laughs> okay. It's okay. This was a crazy time. People were dumb. It's okay. Uh, we head outside to the picnic tables at school and Kevin and Clay are practicing tying knots. Kevin sucks at this. Archie comes over. He's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're trying to do this. And Archie's like, oh, I can show you that. Don't you remember your Adventure Scouts training? Which, again, Adventure Scouts, nice call (laughs) to the bunker and Dilton and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. But really, he's like, what is this for? Kevin and Clay are looking into signing up for the Merchant Marines. Archie's like, huh? They explain a little bit about it. They tell him, hey, you know, a lot of writers did this too a lot of the beats served and so you know you could see the world now she's like okay that sounds cool and i love tying knots <laughs> she's like okay man and the recruiter's coming tomorrow and we can ask him questions great sounds fabulous i do love tying knots hilarious <laughs> one doofus we go over to driver's ed and it's a classroom filled with girls with these fake driving setups on their desk which is both very cool and incredibly eye-rolly at the same time (laughs) mrs grundy is the one leading it it's good you know they practice they put their cars into park and then they have to shake it out it's very stressful (laughs) but their true test of skills begins tomorrow they'll be getting into a real working automobile to practice parallel parking i love that they're like we get to get in a car Oh. Oh, no. We go over to the Andrew's house and it's dinner time. And Frank just starts giving Archie shit about poetry. And Archie decides to give it right back. He mentions, you know, the Merchant Marines. And his mom's just like, you know, as long as you finish high school and maybe consider going to college. And, you know, they're, they're mad at each other. Archie gets a good dig at Frank. But Mary puts it all. She tells him to stop it. Like, let's just finish our supper in peace. Mary Andrews has had enough of these boys fighting in her dining room. What is Beryl? And sweet, sweet Reggie. Sweet, sweet Reggie just like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm just here to eat. (laughs) We go to Jug's train car and Dilton's there. And basically just like, you're my friend, so I'll protect you. And Jughead's like, great. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) This perfect Jughead moment of like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I don't get it. What? And we find out that there's a bunker. We go to said bunker. And Dilton lets him know about Palladium. What? Palladium. It's a big deal. And my dad looked at it. And Mr. Muggs 
uh, also stole this and blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's more destructive than a hydrogen bomb. But and then, but then, <laughs> this starts ring ringing a bell for Jughead. And so basically, we get this little montage of Jughead putting all the pieces together, which which basically ends in a atomic bomb style like film warning at school the bombs going off everyone at school is panicking jucka just goes to the window to be like what's up and it becomes this panic dream that cheryl wakes up from (laughs) so so much happened that said so little yeah basically it's all connected cool why didn't we do this halfway through the goddamn season yeah this is so not interesting there's so much more story we could have told. Well, this next bit is kind of funny. Cheryl wakes up from this dream. She goes and gets some water. And then she hears mom and dad speaking Russian. This is the best part of the whole goddamn episode. It's pretty funny. And she's like, huh, that's different. And we learn, based on subtitles, that Project Moloch is their plan to bomb the, the area. Because they're building a bomb. Cool. They are the Red Menace. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> Makes total sense. We could have had so much fucking fun with this all season, but nope. Nope. Uh, we go to school. The recruiter's there. They're talking about merchant marines. Archie asks if they get to explore when they go places, to which the recruiter's like, this isn't a pleasure cruise. So no. And that That's disappointing to Archie. And also, you don't get guaranteed a spot. Yeah. Also, I feel like they didn't quite understand how the merchant marines work. They did no Googling. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, fine. But also, yeah. no. Not that the Merchant Marines aren't, like, an important thing, but they are a civilian organization. We cut over to the hallway, and Jughead approaches Cheryl. And he's like, yo, where's Maple Factory? Is it near the mines? She goes, oh, it's on top of the mines. And so she asks a few questions, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely plausible, so let's go snoop. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole pagan god, and my parents, somebody, they might be speaking Russian. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, but let's go snoop and find some shit out. Sure. The girls practice their parallel parking. They all do great. Miss Grundy says, hey, in the next week, uh, we're going to go to the DMV to get your driver's license, but you all need a copy of your birth certificate. Everyone's like, okay, cool. And Ethel looks a little worried. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. We go over to the Andrews garage and Archie's on a rowing machine and Frank comes in and gives him his dad's job tags and also tells Archie that his dad volunteered. He was not drafted into the army because that's what being a man is because uh, he knew what the sacrifice meant. Um, and that Archie, who really wants to follow in his dad's footsteps, should do that and he doesn't have to wait till he graduates to do so. So this is fucking manipulative and gross. This is so beyond the pale. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make sense for what they've built this character to be. Yes, he is an asshat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But it makes no sense to push it this far with that character. Mm-hmm. It is so wildly wrong. And then just gross to add on top of it. We go over to Thornhill and Cheryl decides to go snooping. She goes in her dad's office. She finds a miner hat in his desk 
And then she feels a draft. She finds a closet. In the closet is all the milkman uniforms and empty milk jugs. Gasp! We cut over to the Andrews kitchen. Archie comes in for breakfast. He's wearing his dad's dog tags. Mary is like, oh, why, why do you have those? That? Oh, Frank gave them to me. And she's like, oh, why did he do that? She goes, oh, I think I know. Maybe we should sit down and talk about it. She's like, okay. Oh, boy. We go over to the Cooper house. And Ethel is nervous. And so she goes to talk to Betty. Betty's like, yo, what's up? She goes, I don't have my birth certificate. It's at my house where my parents. And Betty's like, don't worry about it. I'll go get it for you. Um, she's like, so where should I look? And she's like, oh, yeah, my mom had this desk where she kept important papers. I bet you it's there. But I was like, cool, I got you. We go to school. Cheryl tells Jughead what she found. And she goes, I'm not in any more danger than normal. Jughead's like, yeah, we should go look more at those mines because they are very much not abandoned. Like, okay, bring your camera and pray an atomic disaster doesn't befall us before we go snoop. The fact that she yanks him out of the hallway. <laughs> yeah. You were right. But what? Everything. Yeah. We cut to Betty at the Muggs' house. She goes to the desk. She's looking through things. She finds a lockbox. She opens it with her bobby pin because she is Betty Drew. <laughs> and she opens it and it's a bunch of receipts, like checks and some checks. And they've got Hal Cooper's name on it. And then there's a picture of Hal holding a baby. Now, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is where Charles came from. Like that's like... He's got a baby. I didn't think it was going to go exactly where it went, but I was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going to have the extra child. I got spoiled on this. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. And so when this came up and I recalled it, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it, I wasn't expecting that, but okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> fine. We're going to have an extra child, but it does explain some other things later on. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to the Andrews house. We're at the dinner table. And uh, Mary confronts Frank about what he said. You know, it's like, you sounded like he used his father, your brother, to try to manipulate my son into joining the army. As, which, like, how dare you? Especially when you yourself never served. And basically just go back and forth. And Frank complains. is like, you know, he's he can't be the man of the house. And she goes, as if I need one. I pay the mortgage. Which I'm like, good for you, Mary. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, okay, you got to leave. It's time for you to move out. You can go. Uh, and he's just like, okay, I'll go uh, shack up with my old pal, Tom Keller. I hear he's been handed a similar set of marching orders recently. Ugh. Yeah. A call, Frank. Yeah. And Mary's very unbothered. She goes, great, that works for everyone. Mm -hmm. I just love that Archie is trying to be sweet and step in and be the man. <laughs> but Mary drops the hammer of like, I don't need a man. Yeah. I'm doing great. So Betty goes home. She finds her parents and confronts them about the money. And we find out that Hal is Ethel's godfather. And Alice is like, stop it, Hal. Just stop it. We find out that Mrs. Muggs used to be their housekeeper. Then they had an affair. She had the baby. Hal is Ethel's father. Mm -hmm. And that they promised that they would support her until she turned 16. And yeah. And, and Alice is just like, okay, go for a walk. So I, me and Betty can have a little chat. Well, then we cut mm -hmm. to later. And they're having some tea or whatever or a drink. I think she got alcohol. Like, she goes to the bar. Yeah, I don't think Betty has alcohol, though. So, mm. basically, it's like, oh, I have a sister, a half-sister. <laughs> Betty's like, oh, that's why you're so worried about me and Kevin. You just didn't want me to get pregnant, which, fair, valid. Um, but Alice is very much like, oh, I failed you as a mother. And 
I do appreciate like, yes, you have very much failed as a mother, Alice. But I do appreciate that Betty can recognize you did the best that you could and you did what you thought was right. Um, she goes, but we need to get dad back here and tell Ethel everything. Well, this is this is an echo of what happened in the past. Yes. Like when Alice finds out what's really going on between Betty and Jughead and then she finds her birth control, she's like, yeah, because I don't want to end up like you or Polly. Like, I'm going to do better than both of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also Alice brings up the, the the one poignant thing of I wanted you to live a life free of shame. I didn't want you to have these same kinds of issues. Yeah. And again, Alice in, in the present had the same impulse, mm-hmm. but it still led to all of this crap. Yeah. Uh, we cut to uh, the yard near the mines. Jug and Cheryl, they're hiding and they're waiting for you know workers to kind of leave. And so they run into the mines and they take some pictures and they run into the mine. I still did Jughead doing it with a flashbulb. That's what it would have been. I know, but it's still the stupidest thing ever. I'm fine with it. We cut over to the Cooper house. They tell Ethel what's up. We want to make it right. Let's adopt you. At almost 18. That's bullshit. <laughs> Ethel, who is still calling him Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. Like, that's nice. But I want to move on with my life. Like, uh-huh. I want to be happy and start over. Which I'm like, good for fucking you, Ethel. Thank God. Like, I'm so happy that Ethel, at least in this version of our story is getting like a good standoff and like yeah she's still ethel and she's still kind of sad as a character but like we've redeemed her and made her life nice and like giving her a dream that she gets to pursue that's not dumb that's kind of nice maybe Arya's been listening to complain about what he did to shannon purser this whole time to be fair ethel stuck in story world with jug was also very funny that was funny <laughs> it was really funny Get over to the Andrew's house and Frank is leaving. He's saying his goodbye. Reggie gets to move into Frank's room. <laughs> He's like, how am I going to live without your, ch- your chicken pot pie? And Mary's like, you're still going to be invited to Sunday dinner. He's so dramatic. He is being, he's throwing a tantrum. Uh-huh. And he's like, I hope you don't hold anything against me to Archie. And Archie's like, no, but just to be clear. Writing poetry doesn't make you any less of a man. Some of the most beautiful poems I've ever read were written by soldiers in trenches covered in mud and the blood of their brothers. Mm-hmm. It was like, nice. And he goes, that might be my path. And maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. I love that he says that and Mary's just like, Mm-mm, no, <laughs> you are not going to war. Let's make it a point. We go to the dark room. We're developing photos. You know, they're talking about, oh, maybe we give it to Sheriff Keller. Um, Maybe not. Um, like, really? No. Keller's not in on it. He's just dim-witted and over in his head. <laughs> and so Jughead's like, nah, ma- Veronica might have some FBI contacts, you know, from when they investigated her father, and I'll reach out to her. And Cheryl's like, that's some good thinking, Sherlock Jones. Also, are y'all an item now? And he's just, like, embarrassed. And she goes, oh, talk about being in over your your crown. They're just cute. And mm-hmm. then as we cut to the next scene, we see one of the pictures being developed. It shows an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. <sighs> we cut over to the Blossom House. It's dinner time. And there's a knock at the door. And Cheryl goes and opens it. It's a bunch of agents. And she goes, you're right on time, boys. And they get arrested for treason. And they're shutting down their project, Moloch. And Cheryl's just like, you did a bad thing, daddy. Which is such a Veronica thing to say. 
Also, her mom being the Russian. Yes. Penelope Pavlina Novikov Blossom. Right. Love it. (laughs) And so as that happens, we get this whole, you know, montage. And Jughead has told Ethel everything at Pops. And, um, you know, they've tied up this whole story, basically, about, you know, the Blossoms being sleeper agents and, you know, he they had they killed the guys because they found out too much and so then they they exit pops and ethel is moving to hollywood and veronica got her hooked up with a place to live one of their friends saw her artwork and so she's gonna go work for them and so basically everyone's saying goodbye to her and ben is going with her and so she says goodbye to jughead she goes you and jughead's just like you always were the best partner in crime and she she leaves. She gets in the car with Ben and she's driving in her fancy car. And Jughead says she, Ethel was the first of us to go to leave Riverdale behind, which is very sweet. And also like, oh, because we know what's coming in the series. We're about to end this forever. Mm-hmm. And as they cross a threshold, a, a threshold that we previously knew to be like the dome they were stuck in in Riverdale, mm-hmm. they pass from black and white into color. And they pass the sign that says leaving Riverdale. Riverdale. Also give us a big movie font, the end. Yep. Fuck you. It's cute. It's like we could have done this so many times over in different ways. Like there's so many other ways we could have redone this. Like there's a part of me that's like a really fun experiment for this season would be to recut the whole thing. To re to take all these storylines, some of which are fine, some of which are stupid, and like change some of their placement. So that there are better hints throughout the season. So it doesn't feel like we're just like filler, 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 filler. And some things you just cut completely because who cares? So it's of no consequence. If this had come mid-season, uh-huh. I would have been so intrigued. Mid-season. If you had consolidated all of this shit. <laughs> or at least by episode 12, 13. Right? Because when we, we know it's coming and they've wasted so much potential it's just, ugh, like, I just, I'm, I'm annoyed by it. I'm just annoyed by it. Let's go watch the next time on so I can complain about that. Okay. Okay, so the second I saw that the title of this episode was The Golden Age of Television, I was like, oh, he's going to see everything see the the television show that we've been watching he's gonna see that and that's how he's gonna be reminded of everything that's how his memories are gonna get unlocked it's such a waste such a waste cool concept totally wasted like the bend towards justice thing like that should have been ringing constantly through this season and it wasn't not even a little bit they set up something cool this was a great cool thing to like all right let's send off this series in a very weird different way i'm here for that i was down for it excited it's a little bizarro world also fun this has been trash (laughs) and look i know i know the series as a whole has been trash i i don't have show amnesia but that's had some moments and also my true trash trash tv is way better than this (laughs) it's it's trash has always come with a measure of what the fuckness. Yeah. 
And this whole season has been none of that. It's such a want want. They have taken the most simple common denominator plot shit mm-hmm. for nothing other than to just send off a bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. And why? I just <sighs> and and like I said, they're gonna fucking do it all over again. You know? Yeah. They're gonna do. This crazy second to last episode, and then the finale is going to be some wet fart. Mm -hmm. Yay, Riverdale! Woohoo! At least we're almost done. Two more. Yeah, two more. Two more. Yeah. It's just frustrating. You want to see a show, even if it's not the best show, to go out on a good note. Not expecting a lot, but a good note. That's not happening here. I, I will be shocked. If it like if there, if any emotion of the book is a, it comes from me when the final episode airs an eye roll, <laughs> and I, the, the, it is impossible for me not to eye roll one massive Liz Lemon eye roll to wrap up this entire fucking series. Ooh, brother, brother. <laughs> Absolutely, jeez. All right. Well, until next time. Hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.